hey, 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 as we know, life is full of surprises, both good and bad, and the day-to-day journey is full of unforeseen obstacles, and sometimes it's hard for us to see our way through. Beyond the normal mundane and where unscripted dreams live, join us for thought-provoking discussions and interviews to help us navigate through the fog and create our own path. We are the Unscripted Dream Podcast, operating outside the margins to motivate and inspire our audience. Well, today's episode, man, is literally titled Talking Off the Ledge. There's a few ways of how to approach this, but I guess when you think of talking off the ledge, I guess it's safe to say you're talking too much. A lot of talking, less thinking. I'm going to let Marcus basically sit in the captain's chair for this episode, and I'll just chime in from there. All right. So, yeah, man, talk, talk to yourself off the ledge. Off the ledge. So this is more so about saving yourself from what I have established as a critical failure. Like, a, like when you see those, when you see, like, you are watching a movie, and you say, like, critical meltdown, like, when they're in the plane, and, like, on, like, the lights are flashing, and stuff, you're like, no, like, it's about to, something about to blow up, or something about to melt down completely. Like, that's what I'm talking I'm talking, like, critical failure right now. It's something that has just, like, a major, like, a major devastating impact on your life and your ability to function as, uh, as you previously were. So when I was thinking about, like, when I was thinking about this, and I'm going to share, I'm going to share a story here out there. You can probably get some of Joe's input, but like, these are what, like, here are these extreme situations where the actions that you take can have, like I said, like just a devastating impact mm-hmm. on your life. So it might be like, it might be you falling out with somebody or you just, like you let your impulse, you let your impulses get the best of you. And in that moment, that decision, that poor decision that you make just like really set you back. And it might set you back so bad that you are never able to recover and you have to pursue like an entirely different, like an entirely different profession. A good example, like think, oh, like if you watch baseball, think about it like Pete Rose. Pete Rose is like someone who famously, I think he might have been a Hall of Famer. I don't, I don't know exactly, but he bet it, he bet on baseball. This guy's like blackball. I don't know if something has changed. Like, or, or what's the NBA guy that they don't want to talk about? Donnie, who like bet, was betting on games and stuff and yeah. things like that. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, we, you know, I think those are the most applicable. But like these guys have like they made a decision that impacted their careers where they can't even do what they wanted to do, like Pete Rose, if you look him up, like he was a good, I think he was, I think, I mean, I don't know. I think the guy might've been all famer. I might be wrong, but, but he was, he was, he was pretty influential, like figure in the game. This guy been on baseball and now he can't do anything like affiliated with the league or anything like that. Or you look at a Jeff Donahue. The funny thing is if you watch that, that documentary, it's on Netflix, like this man was doing well and he just wanted like a little bit more. And that's what kind of caused him. I think, I don't know what he's doing now, coaching, like they're doing something in like some kids league or something, which I mean, you know, that's respectable work, but you're not getting that in the NBA money anymore, you know? So, so I think that you think about like these, these actions kind of that are just, they just feel like devastating, you know, and you don't, and you never recover. Right. And in these situations, it's like, well, if you're in a situation where you're like, oh, well, you're about to do something that's catastrophic, then 
Like, what do you do? Like, can you save yourself? There, there's a movie. It's called like Man on the Ledge or something. This guy's like outside on the ledge. The guy from Avatar. I don't know what his name is, but but it's like, what brings you back inside to the safe place? It's where you're grounded and footed. Like, what gets you in there? Like, who can save you if you can't save yourself? And that's what I think about when I think about this. Is that you're just trying to, like, you're really trying to. You're in a situation where, like, you could just make a decision to keep yourself safe or you can go off the deep end and you're probably going to have to restart the game because you're about to, you're about to game over yourself. <laughs> Sabotage. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So Joe, I guess you were talking about like talking, like actually, I guess you think about somebody like actually verbally getting themselves into these circumstances. I guess you can, I mean, maybe if you want to expound on that, but I'm going to, I guess in a little bit here, I'm going to share like what I think is a prime example of something I did myself that was definitely an indicator that I was playing a little bit too close, too close to the edge on my part. Well, um, as far as like talking yourself off ledge, man, from a verbal standpoint, I think that that's like the biggest or the fastest route to getting to that, right? Communication, obviously, and actually just saying it. So like, say you're in a situation with someone and they may not be privy to the information that you're privy to. And you're not supposed to give them that information or whatnot for whatever reasons. Maybe it's part of a, your occupation or whatnot, right? So uh, so say like you're law enforcement or something and you're privy to some evidence and you're not supposed to tell the suspect that information. It doesn't matter if you had a relationship with them or not, right? Or you knew them outside of whatever the scene of the incident has occurred. But the whole thing is like you swore on oath, right? And confidence that you wouldn't reveal certain information to people. So basically what I'm trying to say, man, is like there's been so many instances in our lives to where we may not exactly tell people information or we may give too much information and we may not even know it. But there's also been situations where we're privy to that and we're giving people too much information to the point where they can use it against you. So that's what I mean by that. Like you're giving people too much information to basically step over you, you know, put you in a bad situation. And I'm not saying it's on them. It's more so on you. So like, I'm more so thinking of like, when in doubt, don't say nothing. <laughs> I feel like that's the best motto ever. So that's what I mean as far as like talking yourself off ledge, because there may be instances, and I know myself, right? I've even done it on this podcast, but <laughs> but I know myself where, you know, if you're motivated or there's some passion behind a to certain topic or something you're passionate about, you're going to expound upon that, right? And it's going to get to a point where you may overshare, you know, information. And that's just the whole point I was just getting at is that sometimes you may share more than what you really need to share. And sometimes people, people that are really good at manipulating others, they're good at asking the right questions to bring that out of you. Yeah, there's a, there's a good skit. I don't know if anybody listening here listens to like RDC World and watches their skits and stuff like that, but they have a good one where they're like giving the interview. And it's like all these questions just to like, they, they throw you like a softball, they don't ask you like some controversial topic. And then they just, they're trying. It's exactly what Joe was saying. I wish I could tell you to skip like the exact 
like one that it is, but I can't think about it right now, but it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty funny. But that, so yeah, that's one way. I think that's one way to like, you can do it yourself. I think social media kind of allows for that too. Like we kind of, I think we were talking about, Joe and I were talking about something like that's what it's like, man, like you, like you do this to yourself, you know? And that's the, I think that's the thing is that we can, like, there's, there's one way to like, what, like talk yourself off the ledge. And then there's another point to where you're like in a position where like you are not under, like you're not knowing that you're doing it yourself. Like you're not knowing that you're actually doing it. So oh, give an ex- you know, example. What? before you yeah. give that example, bro, I just have to get this out because it's literally just happened. Like right before we started recording. So I'm on Twitter. Right. And then this girl basically went on Twitter and everybody just pretty much blew her up just because she said, you don't see me on here talking about me having a new job, having a new car, buying a new house. You don't see me on here and you guys are still doing it. And I thought that was the funniest thing ever, just as everybody else did, because they were like, you just did. You just exposed yourself. That's that's what I mean by like talking off the ledge. You're sharing too much information. Yeah, too much. Yeah. Yeah, too much info. So this is so I just want to be clear. There's more than there's multiple ways, right? And we're we're like we're so this story. So I want to so I'm not gonna provide any timelines or anything like that. You listen to these episodes enough you understand you know what I'm talking about, but for my own safety, I'm not not gonna divulge all that information. So like I was working, I was working this job and go back and listen. If you haven't listened to the episode, I don't know how this episode might be a year and a half. Oh, but we went through just discussing like vantage points and having different points of view and how that's important to like reach out and get input from people who are removed from a situation pretty much. Yep. But so here's a job. I was working this job. It's paying like 40, probably 40,000 a year. I don't think that's, I mean. I guess it's relative if it's good money, but based on like the way the world is and what things are going, I don't think that's what you need to really get where you get ahead unless you're like super disciplined and like very savvy, extremely savvy. But so I was working this, so I was working this job, you know, I started to see things. I, I really wasn't happy with it. I felt like there was some, like some shady stuff going on and people were being taken advantage of. And I was getting pretty frustrated with what was going on. So I was trying to, you know, put some things together really try to like, you know, really help people out. Cause I saw, I was like, man, these people are really getting set up. Right. So one day I'm working and then it's like, you know, you just get like, you work these W2 jobs enough. Like it's going to get ridiculous at some point, at some point, maybe you're in a phase where you haven't seen it or maybe you're in a phase where, yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> so, but no, I had to essentially, I got so fed up with like what was going on because it, it wasn't sitting well with me. I walked in my supervisor's office and I told him that he could fire me if he wanted to. This man looked at me like he couldn't even understand what was happening in the moment because I'm pretty sure nobody has ever asked to be fired, like to volunteer themselves to be fired. But it was like, I literally, like I walked to the edge, I just jumped off. That's exactly what I did. Like nobody stopped me. Nobody knew what I was doing. And I put myself, I mean, I, I put myself at risk, but that was like, you make an emotional decision. But yeah, Russ went up in there. I went up in there. I was like, I was like, man, so, I was like, bro, you can fire me if you want to. I was like, I really don't care because everything that they were doing, with every, everything that I saw that was going on was against like everything that I'm about. And it just didn't sit well with me. So I was like, man, you can just fire me, you know? 
So it is what it is. Then they get fired, ended up resigning. The funny thing about that story is that my supervisor resigned a week after I left. Like we went into a meeting, like we went into a meeting and it was like, well, Marcus should leaving. You'll be gone at the end of the week. And then your supervisor, yeah, he's leaving next week too. So he tried to get up out of there too. He's both trying to leave. That's why he was like, man, I gotta get, he's probably, I probably told him that he's like, man, I gotta get out of here before he, he leaves you. So it was just one of those situations. But I think after that or around that, that same time I had, I remember I was talking to my brother a lot during this time and I was like on a break outside and he was telling me, like I was telling, I think I was sharing with him how frustrated I was with the, the situation. Cause you find yourself doing it. That's one of the things is like when you find yourself doing things that are uncharacteristic of you, like that's, like, that's a red flag. The fact that I was even thinking that was a red flag, but, uh, but I remember talking to my brother that day, and this is after I started a business and it wasn't like, I'm trying to do all these things to figure out like money and things like this and try to have it, like try to create this income. And my brother, he kind of told me, he was like, I think he was trying to come. I don't know if I talked to him the day I did that. He might not even know that I did. I don't, I don't know, but I might've shared it with him, but I mean, he, he kind of put things in perspective and he just kind of told me he's like that job. He's like that job that you have is keeping your dream alive. Cause that's, what's paying for all me like working on this other stuff that I'm working on. And he told me that, and that kind of, like that, he probably told me that after I did what I did. Cause if I told him I was going to do that, he probably told me, don't do, don't do that. Right. But, but I probably told him that after the fact, but that is something that I've kept in mind is that like, yeah, even though I'm doing like have my own business and I still have to work for people and I'm just trying to create a new value proposition for myself, it's understanding that the income that I receive is that's fuel for my business. And I think him telling me that cause somebody had told me that before. So I didn't see it that way. But if you would have told me that before, I probably might not have done that. But it didn't matter because I got out of there. My supervisor left. Everybody was miserable. So we just killed. We just all got up out of there, you know? But but I think that's a good example of, like, what if I had walked in there? I was like, you can fire me. Like, are you fired? And I'd be like, man, I got what I wanted. But I didn't really think about, like, all right, I don't have a job yet. I did have a job, like, two or three weeks later after that, cause I was actively like applying and, you know, interviewing for stuff, but like what happens and how does that change? Like that might change how I interview and things like that for jobs and things like that. Cause you don't have anything else going on, or I might make some other impulsive decision that sets me back even further or something like that. Or I do something that like, you know, desperation or something like that. Desperation that's dangerous. It's a dangerous thing, you know? So, so, but you know, but. I think in those moments, like when you do, I think it's pretty stupid. I think it's looking back, I think it's pretty stupid on my part to do that. But I also learned in that, in that scenario, like the lesson that I learned at that point, because at that point I probably like have my, like have my own business for, like actually started the process probably a year and a half. So I mean, you deal with a lot of failure. You don't know how that's going to impact you. But the one thing I learned is that if I work for somebody, the leadership has to be competent. They have to be skilled. They have to be able to like respect. I don't have to like them. I just have to respect their expertise and what they bring to the table. And that was a big thing. That's a big lesson that I learned from that. And then if they're, you know, someone that is advertising, Hey, we want to make a difference to really help people that I can actually see the, like the tangible results of that. And that they're not just like pulling the wool over people's eyes. Cause that doesn't sit well with me. If I like actively see somebody ripping people off. So I learned through that experience. I learned that lesson about myself, which led into me learning some other lessons at the next job I had, but it's, I guess just what I'm trying to like, trying to, you know, explain is that 
Like you can do something impulsively and if there's nobody there to save you, like you can really set yourself back. Like that decision could have really to walk in there and do that. Like that really could have set, like set me back if I wasn't actively already looking for a job, if I wasn't saving money for things like that. And you just let your emotions get the better, the better of you. And just, I think having somebody that is able to speak to you rationally, of course, I'm sharing my story so you can understand that I went about it in a backwards way. I did the dumb thing and then got advice on it afterwards. But, but it's something that I think is like extremely important to understand before you make what I'm saying is like a critical, a critical error. So that's if somebody's at work, like pissing you off or you're tired of your employees. I've had employees I've been like frustrated with. I think everybody, if you're in management, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And they test you, they try you. It's not easy to fire people. There's all this red tape and things, you know, and things like that. So there, there's a lot of ways to get frustrated at work and kind of lose your cool and just blow up. And then it costs you, it costs you everything in the short term. And then it spills into the long term. But I think that's what I was trying to get into when I was kind of thinking about this, this topic. Well, I appreciate you sharing that, man. Obviously, if you're still listening, you know, that, that has some validity in it too, as well. When I think of that, man, that experience, man, I was just going through all my situations and I, I have some similar situations regarding that. I wouldn't say I was as bold as you in that regard, but, but I've been there before. I just may have handled it a different way. I don't know, man. I really don't have much to say regarding that. Just the whole topic itself, man, and just talking yourself, you know, off the ledge, man. You know, I, all I can really associate it with is just sabotage, man. Like you said, when those emotions get the best of you, man, that's when you're the most dangerous, you know, especially because, you know, someone's playing with your money, your dollars, and most importantly, they're playing with your time. That's something you can't get back ever. So why would you not, why would that not be possible to happen, right? The potential's there, especially if you really care about your time and your money. So... I don't know what else you where you where else you want to go with this, but but I don't really have any questions for you, man. I feel like that was a solid story. <laughs> I'm kind of stumped. Yeah, man. Well, guess we'll close on this. Hey, if you feel like you're in that situation, if you're about to listen, if you're about to like go off the ledge anyway, and it's a work situation, just take a sick day anyway, because you're about to be without pay anyway. Worst case. Just take a sick day, put together. That's another story that I'll tell at another time because I actually had to do that at another job in the future from that story I just told. So that's another story for another day, right? But it was, you know, what's funny about that, and I'm not going to go into it, what's funny about that is because I learned from that poor decision that I made. And I was like, I'm not going to do this again. And I approached it a different way, but I'll, share that another time in another episode but yeah worst case scenario just take a sick day if you about to do something crazy like that just be like all right i'm just gonna call off either they fire you which you just gonna happen anyway if you're doing something just stupid like i did but or you get the day to kind of collect yourself call some people that maybe have a different perspective and just try to think through some other solutions and how you can kind of combat it and that'll maybe alleviate you of doing something that can have like some like some major setbacks. Cause when you do stuff like that, you think about like resigning and getting fired are two different things. 
you know, resign, they can call, they can call HR at that company and they can say, is the person eligible for rehire? Yeah. They put in a notice. They fill with that line of, that doesn't mean if the person, like the HR people are going to do what they're supposed to do and act within their boundaries. Like you're technically still eligible for rehire if you leave on good terms. So they can't, they can't really knock you for that. If you put in your notice and things like that. So like, keep that in mind. If you can deal with it for another two weeks, a month, just do that. That way you can save face. And maybe that gives you time to maybe go seek out someone within that organization. They say, Hey, I might need a reference. You got me because my supervisor hates me. He ain't about to give me anything. So just try to think that out in context. Somebody, but Hey, thanks for listening. As always, Hey, take care. Be safe. Later. Yeah, I'm